education of our children doesn't begin and end at academia. There is a spiritual responsibility on each parent and teacher to nurture and train a young soul spiritually. This is called Chinuch. Join Rabbi G every Monday at 2 p.m. as he explores education and Chinuch for parents and teachers. Torah isn't education, it's transformation. 101.9 Chafem Chachinuch to Rabbi G. We are back as we do every Monday between 2 to 3 where we discuss Chinuch, education. How to make the world a better place. How to make our community a better community, a safer community. How to influence ourselves, our families, our students, people that we just care about. How can we influence the world to be a better place to live in? A lot happening today on the show. Um, we can't start the show without addressing a very big discussion in the community that came after a massive tragedy here in the community. I have to say, in the past week or so, I've been getting, uh, I, I don't even know how many messages I've got from so many people, parents, rabbis, educators, therapists, that have sent to me, uh, some in writing and some in the original recording, a hesped that was given by Rabbi Levi Avtson, I'm sure you know here from the radio, if not from the community, if not from other places, um, a rabbi, an educator, and in the community that the rabbis involved in, there was they were hit by a tragedy with um, a pass away of uh, one of the members, I think member of a community or connected to the community, of Adam Sif, and the rabbi spoke at the funeral uh, words that many people were moved. Many people had uh, a feeling towards it, an emotion, a comment, whatever it was. And I've been asked by quite a few people, uh, are we going to address it here on the show? And obviously we will, because this is the education show in High FM, and this is the time where we need to look inside and see what we can do to make the community a better place and to make us better people and to make the world and the community a safe place. And since the Rabbi Avtson had spoken very clearly about steps forward, I've asked him to join us, and here we are. Good afternoon, Rabbi. Thank you so much for being with us. Good afternoon, Rabbi G. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's start. Tell me a bit about Adam Sif. Okay, just share some basic details. Um, unfortunately, the story has gone quite wide. There was a boy, a very successful boy, who did incredibly well in school and in friendships and many other areas, and shockingly, about 10 days ago, took his own life while on trip to Israel. And in a very dramatic story and something that really hit the heart of the community, like nothing I recall in the past few years. And I did I knew the family had dropped before the episode. I got to know them much more after the episode and spent many, many hours with them. And then they asked me to do the funeral and, you know, all the thoughts that accumulated in my mind for the first few days after his passing just came onto the paper and kind of flowed. And the next morning, um, I didn't know I was recorded. (laughs) Um, I found that I was recorded and I found found that it was going wide out. 
So when someone reached out to me and said, can I just uh, send a text? I was like, okay, I better make sure that the text goes out correctly before someone else makes up a text. Okay. So I just put it onto a PDF that's uneditable, <laughs> not a doc, and uh, <laughs> just sent it to one person, I think. And yeah, that, I've got it quite a few times. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so, so one of the things, uh, or maybe if you want to share some details about the story, but it, even without that, one of the things that's caught me very personally, uh, listening to the recording was it is our job to educate, to work, to reach out that our community, um, doesn't hit more and more tragedies or, or something along those lines to stop, to prevent the next tragedy. So let's, let's see what is our job. What we're, what we're referring to. What can we do to make our community a safer, pleasanter place to be in? So I just want to take it from an interesting angle. All of us have a very weird relationship with individuality. If you were exactly like me, you would feel very inadequate. Okay. However, if I walk in a room and I'm different than you, you don't like it either. So on the one hand, we, hate sameness and on the other hand we hate individuality okay we're not it's comfortable very with interesting. either okay okay so we're not comfortable with either and what happens is as much as we say you know people should be individuals it's a theoretical um statement by many of us but practically the person walks in and is different and is quirky and is just their own personality um it they get bullied or they get ostracized even if it's not conscious it's subconscious the, the, that person's different and the first point is to appreciate just like Hashem didn't create us with same faces he didn't create us with the same minds and Hashem creates us differently God creates us differently and our uniqueness is who we are and sometimes the uniqueness is something which maybe we're comfortable with and sometimes the uniqueness is something we're uncomfortable with but regardless of our own level of comfort, we owe it to each and every one of us to give unconditional love to each human being. Right. So when we look at unconditional love, um, one of the things I was uh, getting from the chat was, and from what I've been getting um, since the rabbi spoke, was not so much about the fact that everybody's different and we need to expect it, accept it. I heard a lot about uh, the fact that everybody feels that they have to be perfect. And when we talk about unconditional love, so is it that we don't even accept that we're different? Or even if we accept that we're different, do we really accept that we're not perfect? Do we accept that we have faults? That we So I would say it's, it's the same thing. In other words, what is perfection? Perfection is, is, is not an objective reality. Right. Each society creates its own level of what perfection is. So to be a perfect perfection... In the secular community, it might be very different than in the religious community. And South Africa might be very different than Israel. And Israel mm -hmm. might be different than America. As long as you have good pictures on social media. <laughs> so perfection is very much a, a, a buy-in that a, a group of people agree on, that that is the epitome of success within that environment. And then everyone tries to fit themselves in very often into that imaginary perfection. Mm -hmm. And the point is that when a child is unique and different – there's, there's, you know, there's a circle and they're trying to fit into a square. It, it, that's when attention comes. That means many people often maybe will never hit the success of that specific society, but I would like to believe that a majority of people are okay with it. In other words, you, you often find each community has its group of 
rebels and misfits, etc. But on the most part, people buy into it. But for that 10, 20, 30 percent of people who str- who struggle um, to fit the mold, they're the ones that deeply, deeply suffer. But the problem is that they're often looked at and disrespected um, because they don't fit the mold. And I've seen it in every kind of community, both religious or not, where we again we all decide to agree what it means to be a success story in this community and if your if your personality or your views doesn't fit it it becomes an uncomfortable relationship between the community as it be and that individual is it more about the actual reality about somebody that doesn't fit or sometimes you could have somebody who fits in all matters but he doesn't feel that he fits or she doesn't feel that she fits does that so my question is, does that really make a difference? In other words, it doesn't make a difference if it's in their mind or if it's in reality, because ultimately reality is in our mind. In other words, if that kid doesn't feel fit and everyone else thinks they fit, which is the scenario over here, Adam was accepted by everybody besides himself. So do we need, so the question is, do we need a focus on accepting everybody or do we need a focus on making sure everybody feels that, that the message actually comes through, that they're accepted, that the message that, um, we accept the way you feel or um, I would say it's, come a, it's, it's a general again I don't have to accept every behavior I don't have to accept everything about people but I have to give them unconditional love regardless of if I agree with them you have to accept every person yeah, not accept, the behavior yeah, yeah, but I'm, yeah 100% accept every person and give them unconditional love and if we have a conversation in general about unconditional love then naturally both the givers and the receivers hopefully it will penetrate in them that in this community, it's just, we love you for who you are. And yes, we encourage you to live the best, most ethical way possible, but our love is not conditional on what you do. Our love is here just because you are. Just because who you are. So we do have to take a short break, and when we come back, I, I want to elaborate more on that point of how can we have the message come across and how can we identify if somebody doesn't feel the love that he's actually getting coming across. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 101.9 Whoa, that was confusing. 101.9 Hi FM. We are back. Yeah, exactly. Maybe because it's, we're talking about heavy things and things that are touching all of us uh, very strongly emotionally. I'm in the middle of a very interesting conversation with Rabbi Levi Avtson, who you know from HaFM and you know from his community and if you don't know from these two areas you for sure know from the unbelievable touching Hesped that the rabbi delivered at Adam Seif's funeral just a few days ago last week and Monday last week Monday so exactly one week ago and we started talking about the, the feeling that um, as a community we have to reach out there and make sure we accept any, anybody for who they are um, we don't have to accept behaviors, but we can accept personalities and we, we need to, we have to provide that, um, unconditional love. And right before the break, we were kind of touching on sometimes people don't feel the love that we're trying to give them. They don't feel appreciated, although we do appreciate them. So, yes, yeah, so as I, I, listen, this story is a very, very hard story because as I even said in the eulogy itself, I don't know if Adam was open to listen, even if had we spoken to him. Such a wonderful kid, but I don't think he was open. And there are extreme examples where I don't know. Again, I, I don't f- like one of my favorite stories about chinuch education. Is someone one time came to Lubavitcher Rebbe and he had 
a list of ten rules of education, and the Rebbe told him you forgot the eleventh, and that there is no rules in education. No rules in education. <laughs> in other words, right. no, you're you right. Know, I said I want to speak about somebody specific. No, it's and not I'm not saying more than I'm saying right. not that to, about someone specifically. I'm saying a rule of education is, I don't know a foolproof idea. Okay. Okay. So if, even if we speak about giving unconditional love, I don't know if it can reach a hundred percent. Chances are it can't, but it could definitely do a better job than what we're doing. And in general, I find that many of us struggle with unconditional love, not only to people that are different, to ourselves, to our spouse, to our kids. Um, because unconditional love can only come from somebody who has unconditional love for themselves. You can only give what you have. It's just a fact. And if you okay. are so harsh on yourself, as one of the great Hasidic right. masters said, love your fellow as yourself. If you don't love yourself, you can't love your fellow. Okay, so if, the, if there's no intrinsic appreciation that Hashem, God, put us in this world and our value, first and foremost, before we do anything, is just the mere fact that we're here. And every moment that my soul is pumping in me, I am worthy to be alive. If we can't agree on the premise that life is not only about accomplishment, yes, there is so much about accomplishment, but first and foremost, it's my mere existence is a blessing to the world and that therefore each and every one of us including myself is worthy of unconditional love then we're going to struggle to give it to anyone else so the first conversation is really what do we tell ourselves about ourselves how harsh are we about on ourselves what's our own sense of self and for me one of the big things that have been coming back in this past week is questioning myself about myself and saying, lady, what do you think of yourself? How kind are you to yourself? As someone one time told me, treat yourself the way you'll treat someone you deeply love. Wow. And we never do that. Okay. We, 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 the people right. we deeply love, we treat much better than ourselves. And, we're, and, or as one, one great sage said, just like it's a avera, it's a prohibition to speak lush and hara gossip about someone else, so too it's a prohibition to talk about it yourself. To talk about yourself. Talk about yourself. So, but we, we are facing a, a very challenged situation because right now we live in a world that a lot of the communication that we have over the world is very measured. I mean, if we communicate through social media, we're communicating, A, by posting and showing constantly our success, showing what the, the beautiful side that we want to show the world holding back of the side that we don't want. I mean, it used to be that on social media you post pictures. Now you fix the pictures before you put them on and you make them even nicer and nicer. And and we're stepping away from reality. We measure ourselves with likes. We measure ourselves with feedback. And we don't even have that space of just accepting somebody for who they are without showing off. So I'll say that definitely is a part of the issue. But even in very religious communities, who don't have social media, I've found very similar trends. I grew up in that community. I I, I love that community, and I'm still part of it. And the low self-esteem epidemic, the low sense of self, is across the board. I believe it's truly the Yetzirah of our time. It's the, it's the, the way the evil inclination, it's the way our, our weaker self, it tries to dominate us. In, in an era that we have more power for influence and more power for transformation and live in a more peaceful and democratic world than any Jewish community before, to counter that maybe, God gave us the, a generation of low self-esteem. So we don't believe in our opportunities. That means if you think your great-grandparents, if they had opportunities for Torah learning, for Torah teaching, for for just living a peaceful, healthy life that they we had, they would think this is half a messianic age. But in right. our time, many of us think we're living in the worst time in history. We're feeling sorry for ourselves. We don't love ourselves, and I believe that is the curse of our time because it's not true. 
In other words, our view of ourself is not objectively true. It's a subjective, pathetic feeling right. that, that many of us are walking around feeling worthless. And the amount of people who are overdosing, unfortunately, in the most... I just heard this morning of somebody else in a very, very religious community who overdosed. On, on, uh, the suicides, the, the, the people who are living, but they're walking dead. They're feeling so empty. They're feeling so worthless. They're just allowing their life to fall apart around them. The amount of people that it's hitting, in my mind, is an epidemic. So what are we doing about it as rabbis, as community leaders, well, as educators, teachers? What are we doing? I don't know. And I'll be honest. I think it has to generate a conversation because I don't be- you know, to be honestly honest, I don't believe all religious leaders believe in unconditional love. When I hear a lot of people wow. going into certain communities and they're coming back and they're hearing messages of very conditional love and very judgmental. Now, maybe the intention is not judgmental from the speaker, but somehow what hit me this past week with the feedback for the sermon is how many people feel judged. How many people feel judged. Unbelievable. And, but in a way, and I'm going to say this with a lot of pain, I do get a feeling sometimes that our community as a South African community is a bit behind the world in that area. I deal with a lot of difficult situations in the community. And when we need to address an abuse or a psychiatric help or um, mental help, there's a lot of times people that are resisting the help for their close beloved ones because they're embarrassed. Stigma. And it's not specifically in religious areas or not religious area, it's across the community. And things that um, people are seeking for help in the whole world, here in our community, we're still stuck. We're still embarrassed. And I'm wondering, are we taking a step forward, talking about it publicly and saying, if anybody is in a condition that needs help, if anybody went through an abuse that's not, it's not your fault, and we're not going to judge you, or we're not doing that. So first of all, we have to make sure that we're not going to judge them. We have okay. to do a very good job making sure that we won't judge them. And yes, we could all do better. I, Rabbi G, I believe we must do better. We okay. must do better. So, so when, so when here, uh, one of the messages coming in, Simon Jacobson said, don't think low of yourself. Think less of yourself. Please expand, Moshe- uh, please expand Moshiach now. Okay. Thank you for the message. Came in, came in unsigned. Um, yeah, well, pretty much the idea of if you if you think about yourself a lot, it's not exactly going to give you the healthiest sense of self because that that it's a think of yourself less, not less of yourself. Right. I agree with that statement, but nevertheless, we have to make sure, whichever way we get there, that we're walking around feeling that Hashem loves us, that God loves us, and that we we deserve to be here. Right. My, my Rebbe always tell me, don't ever confuse uh, feeling worthless to connect it with Humility. being humble. Yeah. Has nothing to do with each other. And uh, being humble is knowing about what you have and how to move forward. Um, so is there any way, I mean, we created this discussion, right? So somebody, anybody of our listeners is coming home and their kids are wondering and they're hearing about the story. What should be the message going forward? Wow. Um, first and foremost, yeah, I'm so happy you're in that chair and I'm in this chair for today. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, I've, I've been asked that question and the, the reason I sigh is because it's such a loaded question. And again, I, I don't know if there's a foolproof solution, but I do believe that if I asked your child, not you, but you as in a big part of the listeners, I walked over to your child and says, is your parents love to you dependent on your accomplishments? What would they say? 
And if they say yes, which unfortunately that's what I'm hearing from most, then we have to do a better job. We have to sit down with our children day in and day out and say, yes, I want you to be successful, but not for my sake, not because I'm living through you, not because of any other reason, but just because I love you and, and you will have a better life. However, no matter how you end up and who you are and what you discover about yourself, I love you. I love you unconditionally. No matter how your day turns out, you can be guaranteed that when you come back here at the end of the day, I will give you the same hug with the same amount of love and with the same lack of judgment that I gave you in the morning. Right. But it has to be real and it's not only actually to, to set it, it has to come across. Uh, and I think it has to be honest and, and we do need to be there for our families and for our kids and to really love them and to make them to feel successful um, and don't a, about you, who they are and not about what they do. And don't use education, religion, anything as a, as a way to put other people down. Right. In other words, Hashem gave us Yiddishkeit to make us like Nitna Torah, Torah was given to make us closer. Judaism was given us to make us closer. If it makes us more judgmental, if it makes us harsh, if it makes us self-righteous, then we're obviously misunderstanding the message. Right. So, you know, one of the things, and, and one, of the, one of the things, a lot of times when I, when I go places, people uh, that have about, I don't know, anywhere between 25 to 35 seconds to speak to me, and they're like, give us a good idea, a good tip, a good something. And it's very hard to answer. There's nothing you can answer in 20 seconds. But there's something that I actually learned from my wife. And um, and the feedback I've been getting from people works tremendously. Uh, one of the things that can change a child's life, and maybe we could take that in Anna's memory, or maybe we could do something, is every night when you put your child to sleep, I tell parents, Try to say one or two or three even things that you love about them that are unconditional. Don't say I love you because you did a hun- got a hundred on your test. I love you because you did well. I love you because you're my child. I love to see you. I love to hear your voice. I love it when I hear your name. Just in, uh, something you love about your child that has zero, nothing to do with his no accomplishment. Nothing, nothing. I just love you because I love you. That's it. I love when I he- think of you. I even love when I see your teacher, just because it reminds me of you, not because you accomplished, not because you do well, because it reminds me of you. These and and the feedback I've been getting from parents is something that it's completely has changed their lives, their relationships with their kids. Just say I love you because who you are, and I Absolutely. think that's a, a fantastic a, a, idea, an, an amazing thing that we could take and can touch onto. Uh, we are running out of time, but I have to share with you, Rabbi, because one of the uh, one of the things that we're going to be discussing on the show shortly is I came across and I played it last week as well on the show. A child who grew up um, in a very traditional home and took his own journey and his own path and broke the stigmas and went in a different direction completely and kind of separated from his community, from his family, from where he was came together after all these years, uh, quite a few years, and put a video clip, a music clip, made a song together with his father, a bit about the journey. We are going to be playing in that. I'm going to, they are going to be here on the show later in a few minutes. And I think maybe, and, and one of the reasons I chose to bring them both, maybe it could be a bit of a message for us. And by the way, I'm happy to share the video and the clip with anybody who wants to send me a message to rabbigsa at gmail.com or to the radio, 061-895-1019. That's a WhatsApp line. I will send it to you, 061-895-1019. Or 34519 is the SMS line. Um, feel free to share, to, to request and I will, um, help you get it. 
but we're going to be playing it soon and we're going to be speaking to them directly. However, I think it is crucial that we look at the, the people around us, how they were able to bond together and connect. Um, I don't know time-wise, but would the rabbi be keen to hear it with us I'll, and then comment I'll, on it? Or you'll, you'll have to go and you'll comment from it uh, afterwards. Okay. Anything that you want to say regarding the... Um, all I want to say off? is, God says, I love each and every one of us. I love each and every person. And if we could look at in each other and in ourselves and see the love that God has for us, gosh, we would never suffer from low self-esteem again. That, that's amazing. Actually, an SMS that's coming in very, very similar. We'll try to um, uh, read it out soon. But Rabbi Levi Avtson, thank you so much for coming in and sharing these words with us. I think it's very important, very fascinating, and, and it's it's a reminder. And we should all learn and grow from it. Our opportunity to come home. Just give Stay a hug to our you. loved well ones. Well done on remember. this beautiful show. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Rabbi Levi Efton. Thank you so much for joining us. So, as I said before the break, um, we do have um, a very interesting discussion exactly on this topic. Uh, I, before we get to... Um, before we get to the interview with the father and son that did this together, I'm going to play this song for the listeners, and then we can um, actually comment on it, see um, how, how we can actually achieve such an amazing journey. 101.9, Hi FM, Hashem, G. Listen carefully to the words. I know half are in Hebrew, so it's a bit difficult, but half are in English, so that makes it much easier. Let's listen closely and see what we have here coming up. Their names are, by the way, Kornfeld, Danny and Moti Kornfeld.